Beautiful. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. You, you are so lovely. Your hair looks nice. <laughs> Thank you. I washed it. Oh, I like it. I, I actually, I even <laughs> blow dried it. Whoa. I only, I usually only blow dry mine when I'm really cold for like yeah. five seconds and then I just go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> just I, to get the ends. I actually like your uh, hair like that. That's really cute. My bun. Oh, you yeah. can't see my bun. I worked really hard on it. It's like part up, part down with the bun. It's super cute. Hey, you're feeling better, huh? Hell yeah, I am. I'm feeling so much better. Good. I'm so happy. I sound so much better. Other than my back. God, this week. This is a bad week <laughs> I'm for sitting you. on my heated blanket. <laughs> you're sitting on top of it? Yeah, for my back. Oh, for your back. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like bent over and I was like, ugh. Oh, oh God! I wasn't even doing anything. I told Josh, was, he I told Josh about it. He's like, "God, we're getting old," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." You're not even thirty yet, dude. I know. Gosh, not even thirty yet. But I'm you're sorry. gonna be thirty. <laughs> yep, kind of. sure, I'm gonna be thirty. <laughs> we're gonna go with thirty because that's how old Alice says you are. <laughs> I know. And it's, I didn't even ask her to do that. It's so sweet of her. She already <laughs> knows. Like, mom doesn't want to be over 30. Yes. Or maybe she doesn't want me to be over 30 because she's like, ew, <laughs> my mom is old. She's just programmed like you. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly knows that is not okay. <laughs> so, this is our podcast. Amy always says oh, this yeah. part. So, this is our podcast, What's with the Neighbors? And I'm Bree. I'm Amy. <laughs> and True crime paranormal podcast yeah and amy's birthday's this week guys well my birthday. when this comes out it'll be last tuesday last tuesday right tuesday yeah. tuesday yep. yes yep. yeah i think so so yeah um yep make sure you guys wish her a happy belated birthday i should have said something on the last podcast about it but i suck so that's okay but it's all right. I don't like attention. So Whatever. and here I am having a podcast. I don't like attention. <laughs> but listen to me. But listen to me. <laughs> let me listen. Let me speak to you in your earballs. Let me whisper in your ear. Earballs. <laughs> I've always called them earballs. <laughs> it's so weird. I like it. I <laughs> yeah. Open your present. Um, okay. I'll Sorry. open my present and then I'll go live and tell our neighborhood story. Okay, so Brie brought me a present earlier today, and it was so beautiful. I had flowers and a vase and a little, like, makeup pouch and a pineapple, upside-down pineapple muffin uh, cupcakes, which were so good, and I don't like sweets. And and they weren't that sweet. It was great. It was perfect. Good. They weren't like, ooh, that was sweet. It was like, this is yummy. Maybe it was the fact that there's no icing. Could have been. Yeah. It was, it was perfect. And then, um, she, and then a card, which really was just, it was, it was great. It was perfect. Thank you. <laughs> and then this envelope and it says, do not open until the show. Amy Westmoreland, Amster, Ames, 
Amy Wamey, <laughs> Amarillo Sour, Amy Boo Boo Bear. <laughs> and then on the back it says, don't open me yet. This message will explode in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> is this <I> <laughs> is is this gonna be like um like are we going on tour? With our 50 loyal listeners. Wow, that would be really cool. <laughs> We're going on tour. We're going to Fairbanks. What? <laughs> that would be considered a tour, huh? It's your birthday. <gasps> what? No way. It's a Amy's Birthday Escape Arctic Asylum Escape Room yeah. in Fairbanks. Oh and my Leia gosh. and Kate are going to go too. No we're way. Going next. We, were, we were supposed to go today, uh-huh. but then my stupid butt got sick um, and yeah. I was paranoid to be around you. So, yeah. yeah thank you. But it's okay. Maybe next weekend. Oh my and gosh. Rick knows too. He does? Mm-hmm. I had to make sure You're- he wasn't planning anything. He doesn't plan stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't <laughs> want to step on any of his plans. And I was like, so is this going to be okay? And then I invited him and he's like, why don't you girls just go and have a girl's night? She probably needs a girl's night. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. You're up. Yay. Have you done an escape room before? Nope. We're probably going to lose. Absolutely. I did one with my, okay. yeah, I, I, at the Fairbanks one, I did one with um um i did one with rick my brother and his brother and we oh, cool. failed pretty bad did you do yeah. the arctic asylum one no okay we did um it was like a uh, call of duty or oh. modern it was like themed after like a video game or something yeah. like that and I didn't really do a whole lot. I just kind of like <laughs> <Just> stood there, <laughs> walked around. I just like the scary aspect of it. Yeah, that's so cool. Ooh, that's going to be so Yay. cool. Yay. All right. Let me go live real quick. Oh, Leia's wait. We're going to not wait. Um, we're also going to do dinner too before Ooh. around four because escape, yeah. escape room was at six and Kate thought that it'd be fun to go to dinner. Yeah. To like Mexican or something. Yeah, so. that would be so yummy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That was really buddy. nice of you. Hey, everyone. Hi, guys. What up? Hey. What's up? We're recording episode 18 right now. What? And we're through Zoom because Bree had to go and get sick. Sorry. So, yeah, but it's anyway, okay. I'm better now. I'm good. She we're is just taking doing a precautions. Lot yeah, we're just yeah. taking precautions. Yeah. Um. So we wanted, Brie wanted to, we wanted to share with you a neighborhood story uh, that will actually be on the next episode. So Brie's going to go ahead and share that. Yeah. You guys get like early, kind of like early access to part of the episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I have a story here. It is by someone in the Nextdoor app and it says, people. When you are sitting in the comfort of your own home watching porn, apparently on a sound bar from what info I can get, you may not realize that you are broadcasting it through my Samsung Smart Hub refrigerator. <laughs> please, please disconnect 
from my device. <laughs> what would you do if you heard that in your kitchen? <laughs> making chicken and rice with your family. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like moaning, and you're like, no! Stick it in. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh you're like, uh Greg Greg and like your husband's like, it's not me. It's not me. <laughs> oh and I love it. wanted to come on here and say hi to you guys. Yeah. Hi guys. Um, check we love out you guys. Episode, we love you. Episode seventeen is out. Yep on sunday and then this episode that we're recording right now will be out next sunday the 23rd my mom's birthday your mom's birthday happy birthday mom happy birthday mom so also everybody wish amy a happy birthday on tuesday don't wish me a happy birthday on tuesday so anyways we'll see you guys later bye bye Breed Amy. Oh, oh. So I'm going to tell you a story about a girl named Lucky. <gasps> this is a story about a girl named Lucky. Yeah. You used Early to do that. Morning. Huh? She wakes. Uh, Alice downloaded Spotify on her um, laptop today, like just like 20 minutes ago. And she's like, I get to listen to Britney. <laughs> I love that she loves Britney. She loves Britney. It's so cute. So, oh, wait a second. My story's backwards. What did your shirt say? Oh, my mother-in-law got it for me. I wanted to tell you. It says, um, him, who do you think you are? Me. And it's a picture of the evil queen. (laughs) That's cute. That's perfect. (laughs) My mother... Yeah, my mother-in-law got it for me for my birthday. My my yeah. mother-in-law and father-in-law get me clothes that I like, and it's weird. It's not weird, but it's weird that I like them because it's hard That's to cute. get clothes that I like. They know your style. They do. I love that. They That's also good. have access to my Amazon Prime list so or wow. wish list. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, Rick, did I tell you that for Rick? Rick's Christmas, my mom like got him everything on his Amazon Prime wish list. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I like to joke and say well, she thought he was gonna die, so she was just gonna return it. <laughs> oh that's awesome. That's awesome. That's hilarious though. <laughs> oh. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a story about actually someone that was in the army. Okay. So they were not lucky. They were not lucky. No. Mm. No, definitely not. Michael and Kathy, they were married on May 16th, 2003. We just kind of like dive right into it. They were introduced by mutual friends. They also met in Albany, New York, and both grew up in a Mormon household. Uh, He was a sergeant medic in the Army, uh, and she really took on this Army wife role. She's like, I'm in it. 
you know, she always talked about traveling with him and all the experience she would have with him being in the army. She loved, loved being an army wife. In July 2013, Michael was transferred to the Tripler Army Medic Center in Honolulu, working in the ER there. Um, and they lived on base and they became members of the Mormon church. Kathy uh, would do mentoring role, uh, like she was part of a mentoring role at the church and Michael would help her on his days off. And he would also uh, was part of um, the Boy Scouts, like he was a Boy Scouts leader. Okay. Um, and they were like really open about telling their friends and stuff that they wanted to start a family. They're all about it. They were all like, yeah, we're really, like, we you know we're trying or, you know, that sort of stuff. And they're just open about it. On November 15th, 2014, Michael called 911 um, just after 6 a.m. He said that his wife was on the ground in a pool of blood and she had deep stab wounds all over her body. CID criminal investigation division for the military uh, ended up finding a knife in her hand and um, a pool of blood on the pillow by her head and on the bed. Jeez. They, yeah, just, just beautiful, beautiful, beautifully, brutally, brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> brutally. Um, so they talked to Michael to get his alibi and to find out, you know, if there was anyone that he knew that was out to get them or wanted to hurt them. And so he was like, I was at work, you know, all night. He was working the night shift. He's like, yo, I think I know what happened. From what I can see, she clearly took her own life. And yeah, she stabbed herself a whole yeah, bunch. A whole bunch. That happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. You know? So he claimed that Kathy you was know? depressed. Sorry. <laughs> He said that funny. You're not, bro. <laughs> You're not. us I say him, bro. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? <laughs> he claimed that Kathy was depressed because she wanted a baby and she had had six mis miscarriages. Aww. So, which is really super sad. But yeah. And depressing. Very depressing. Yeah. Um, obviously, the investigators were like, no, N no. Uh, believe it or not, even if you want to unalive yourself, you're not going to stab yourself, not just once through the throat, yeah, but multiple times all over yourself. That you don't do it, you don't do that. So the investigators found blood on the light switch on her purse and her driver's license, but they like whoever this blood was from, they didn't take anything. The only thing that was missing from the house was a knife. Um, from the knife block in the kitchen. Um, there was no forced entry, which means whoever came in knew their doors would be unlocked. So Michael was lying about his alibi. Wasn't like he wasn't lying. Michael was not lying about his alibi. He was in fact at work the night of the murder, working a 12 hour shift. So they're like, okay, it wasn't him. Um, during a formal interview with investigators, he cried a lot and at one point apologized by saying, sorry, this really pains me. Just, just a, a weird, weird, 
I don't know. It's just so weird. This pains me. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird to me. Um, so the investigators were like, all right, this is clearly not suicide, but you have to give us something to go off of. Like, does anyone hate you? You know, were you having an affair? Was your wife having an affair? Like, give us something to go off right. here. Drug dealing, anything. And that's, it was a ghost. Yep. When Michael was. And then the paranormal I, story comes in. Bum, 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 plot twist. Um, that's when Michael finally was like, all right, sometimes I'll meet up with people to have sex and they would come over to the house when she was out of town. What? Men, it's woman, doesn't casual. matter. No big deal. Casual sex. He would find these people on Craigslist. And he's even posted about looking for someone to meet up with. You know, he drinks red wine, but he also likes white wine. He has been known to sample the occasional rosé. And a couple summers back, he tried a Merlot that used to be a Chardonnay. He likes the wine, not the label. Um, that's when Michael got agitated though. And he was like, all right, I'm a sex addict. All right. And the investigators were like, what the heck is going on here? Um, so he said that he would also offer his body in exchange for money. He presented his himself as a devoted husband, a great soldier, but he was obviously leading a double life. Yeah. And that's when his friends and family found out about, they were like, shh. <laughs> he's like don't need that he's <laughs> trying to knock it over um so a list of his partners Welcome, were patreon. made sorry <laughs> yeah you can only see that on patreon <laughs> um a list of his partners were made and they brought them in one by one for questioning but nothing was sticking nothing was like out of the ordinary um, none of them even met Kathy and all of his partners seemed to just like be a one night stand or very disassociated with his life. They're like, I don't know. I didn't even know his name sort of thing. Um, a few of them did lawyer up, though, as soon as they were approached and not because they wanted to be as, you know, they were assessed, you know, they might be a suspect for murder. Um, it was because they didn't want the public to know of their affiliation with Michael. Um Probably because they're like military or something like that. Oh, or makes sense. Yeah. So that's my guess. Um, the investigators checked out his phone records and found one number he would message often. Um, and it went back three full months just with this one person. Um, it belonged to a 24-year-old Lisa Jackson. She was a civilian whose father was stationed in Honolulu also. And Lisa worked at the movie theater. So they asked Michael for more information about this Lisa chick, uh, since he clearly had more than just a one night stand with her. And Michael agreed that their relationship was just that, like just one night stand. Just one night stand, even though he's had texting contact her back and forth. with her. Yeah. So um, they met in September of that year through Craigslist and they would, oh, they would meet up <laughs> off Craigslist. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wait, it's 2003, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, that makes ugh. sense. Yeah, but uh, it was just sex. Like, there was no, nothing more than that. Um, he said that sh she cared for him, but he wanted to just be friends. 
but she wanted something more but he was like nah that's that's not for me i ain't about that life she once saw him and kathy at the theater that she was working at and that's what like set off her jealousy she was very upset with him for bringing his wife to the place lisa worked at which i mean if you thought that the relationship was more than just sex that's understandable yeah i'd be upset too it's pretty pretty crappy yeah so uh her messages the following day from her seeing them were pretty aggressive she uh threatened him and said i'm gonna kill your wife so we can be together oh shit yeah um but he's like nah that's not gonna happen so he brushed it off thinking it was nothing and that's when he stopped talking to her he said she was pretty open with michael and told him that she had a mental illness suffered from schizophrenia and even told michael that she can hear voices in her head and think negative thoughts oh no which is really sad Yeah. yeah Um, so the FBI went to go talk to a coworker slash friend of hers. Um, she said one day Lisa came into work saying, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows. <laughs> <laughs> and her coworker was like, Okay, that's nice. But he is married. Uh okay, that's not nice. Nope, that's no, 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 no. literal quotes from the documentary that I watched. Oh, really? That's not nice, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa was supposed to work the 16th, the day after the murder. And when she showed up in the morning, she was acting super weird. She kept messing with her hands and acting disoriented. Uh, She told her friend, I hurt someone. Uh, But her friend didn't think much of it. And uh, she she told her the person, you know, they'll get over it. It's no big deal. Lisa kept saying, he loves me. He loves me. We can be together. We can be together. Um, And then she started crying and left work. At some point, the investigators found out she up and left for the mainland to Indianapolis, but they kept eyes on her there. You know, obviously she's a suspect. And so they just kind of kept an eye on her while they built her the case against her do you remember how he said that he didn't want a relationship with her yes obviously ah Ah. Uh, it was pretty mutual (laughs) uh he was very much into her also he would uh she would call him daddy cakes you are just showing off tonight leon (laughs) he's all about it (laughs) yeah he would message her like i miss you i can't wait to see you again things like that In less than three months, they exchanged over a thousand messages, which is an average of like 10 to 11 a a day, which is not that much. I mean, they probably charged per text back then. (laughs) That's true. 10 cents. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And after after nine. (laughs) Free. Or was that just calls? You know, I think text was, I think texts were included in that. Man, probably. Maybe. That's rough. (laughs) Um, I mean, so yes, you're right. So they probably were getting charged, but also that is an excessive amount for someone that doesn't says that they don't want a relationship. Yeah. Oh, someone. definitely. And for that length so, of time too. Yeah. So, um, the day before Kathy's death, they stopped messaging. Uh, then on April 24, 2015, Lisa was arrested by the U S marshals. During her questioning, she told investigators one of the one of Michael's biggest desires is to have someone kill his wife. 
Um, he was definitely leading Lisa to believe that if Kathy was out of the picture, that they could be together. He told her that he can't just get a divorce because of his religion. Wouldn't allow it. So he doesn't want to get a divorce from his wife. But you're going to kill someone. So that's fine. Or you're going to have blood on your hands. You may not actually have an affair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Michael. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're uh, so um, guilty of more than one thing there, buddy. Already. There was also another thing, though. If she was murdered, he could collect her $400,000 life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. So she agreed. Out too. Yep. <laughs> uh, Lisa agreed to help him kill his wife. So they made up, met up on the 14th of November to finalize their plan. Uh, they agreed that she would do it while he was at work so that he would have an alibi. And they both deleted all their messages to and from each other. She went to the house that night and entered the home while Kathy was sleeping with a key that he had left behind for Lisa. Oh, yeah, because there was like no sign of forced entry. Yeah. She then grabbed a knife from the kitchen and went upstairs. She stabbed Kathy in the clavicle. She actually jumped (sighs) out and Kathy actually jumped out of the bed and was like, who are you? Um, before Lisa managed to grab her and get her on the ground where she continued to stab her multiple times. And uh, Lisa actually started to feel instant remorse and actually asked Kathy while, as she was dying, if she forgave her and Kathy said, yes. Um, Yes. Uh, Then she saw who said that. Lisa at like was feeling instant remorse and so asked Kathy while she was dying, like, do you forgive yeah. me? And Kathy yeah. said yes. I know, but did did Lisa say that Kathy said that? Oh. I'm yeah. just saying. She yeah. could just be saying it's not like Kathy can speak for herself. Guilty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. And then um then she sat on the bed and watched Kathy take her last breaths. I thought you were going to say she turned on, like, Netflix or something. (laughs) Then she sat on the bed and watched an episode of The Office. (laughs) Palette cleanser. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Then Lisa turned on the light to the bedroom and checked the wallet for Kathy's ID to verify she was a person she was, in fact, supposed to kill. After the fact. (laughs) After the fact. Oh, wait a second. Maybe I should check. Oh, thank God. Wait a second. Is this the right That's house? happened one time too many. <laughs> uh, she went back home and waited for Michael to call, but he never did. Um, she was, and so she was obviously charged for murder after her confession. It was a bit difficult to simply charge Michael as a co-conspirator. He was very careful with his words and all of his messages to and from uh, Lisa. Because even though they delete it, obviously they can recover those. Um, He never outright said, I want Kathy to hurt or to be murdered or anything like that. But something that they were able to hold grounds on was his talk of desire. Um, You know, Lisa had asked in text, why do you want this desire to happen? And do you really want me to go through with it? And he replied, yes, because he said he told Lisa in the past his great greatest desire was for Kathy to die. 
And later messages, she said, I need your permission. And he said, you have my permission. The sooner, the better. Uh, So luckily, Michael was arrested for first degree murder, aiding and abetting. Then he stopped cooperating with law enforcement. So Lisa took a plea deal in exchange for her testimony against Michael. And she was sentenced to 30 years in prison. And then a young boy from the Boy Scouts, Michael would volunteer for out, came out and said that he had been sexually assaulted by Michael. Yep. Just getting worse. Disgusting pig. Yep. It gets worse. And then they found out a buttload of child pornography on his computer. Ew. Oh, yep. You are disgusting. Yep. Michael was charged in the military court. He got three years for possession of child pornography. Not enough. That no. is not enough. No, because he's just going to. What the heck? He would do it again. Yeah. Uh, 10 years for sexual assault to a minor. They stripped him of all of his ranks back to a private and was dishonorably discharged. And then handed over to the civilian prosecutor for murder for him. Of his wife. Okay. So she was a civilian. So he still went for in for murder. Yeah. But this was a military handled the sexual assault and pornography part. And then they handed them over to the civilian prosecutors for murder. In 2019, he was offered a pre a plea deal for murder and this in the second degree. And he agreed. So he got 35 years in prison. Uh, The judge said she gave him five more years than Lisa because he recognized her mental illness and took advantage of that and had her do his dirty work, which should have given him more. Yeah. But Lisa Jackson will be eligible for release in 2050 at the age of 59 years old. And Michael will be eligible for release in 2068 at 88 years old. Kathy has not been forgotten by the ones that loved her. Her friend said that sometimes she saw Kathy as an angel. She was beautiful and he took that away from us and that is my story (laughs) (laughs) let me hear a spooky story spooky story i got a good one so since i since we're doing the let me take this out so i can hear myself since we're gonna do the um asylum arctic asylum escape room i decided to put my story on an asylum um and it's a good one too um, I'm excited. Uh, so there's a kind of a long history on it. So just forewarning. Um, mm-hmm. but I kind of condensed it. So, okay. um, this is the trans Allegheny lunatic asylum. It is in Weston, West Virginia. And I love uh, the name of it. Yeah. So the trans Allegheny lunatic asylum opened up in 1864. It uh, was eventually in some at some point, and it changed to the Weston State Hospital. The Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum opened up in 1864 um, by the government of West Virginia in the city of Weston. Um, eventually, it changed its name to uh, Weston State Hospital for the remainder of its operation. I am um, mm-hmm. assuming because it was probably more palatable, but. 
just I feel like Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum is like oh, I don't want to go there. But That's a, sure... I was like I love that name. It's I do too. Wild. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure everybody referred to it as that though. Yeah. Um. So the hospital was designed by a Thomas Kirkbride. He was doctor, um, for and he like studied like psychiatric and whatnot. And yeah. um, he was like a crusader for the mentally ill. He believed that patients who suffered from mental illnesses needed lots of space, fresh air, and sunlight. So um, buildings oh, that, that he designed were had like wide hallways, tall ceilings, um, and lots of windows for light. Um, the ceilings were 12 feet tall, and they had 921 windows. Uh, the patients were actually allowed to roam free. Sounds pretty nice, huh? Yeah. Um, ironically, the hospital had 13 buildings, and it was standing on 666 acres. So it's it's doomed. <laughs> Wait, 666? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it was no. built to house 250 patients, and it was self-sufficient. Um, having a farm for food, for dairy, uh, waterworks, a oh. uh, gas well, and even its own cemetery. So in the cemetery. The... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's never a good time. In the late nineteenth century <laughs> right. In the late nineteenth century, uh, there were many reasons um that you could be committed or brought here. And I really wish I printed out the one additional paper just to read you the rest of them. But there's so many reasons and they're just ridiculous. But I I guess one. Yes. The women being erotic. Yeah. Erotic? Erratic. Yeah. Both. Being on your period. (laughs) Yep. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, Epileptics, tuberculosis. Epileptic makes me so mad because that's like a legit disease and they just didn't understand it. So yeah. like people are just being tortured and for something that they don't understand. Um, yeah. Tuberculosis, just because there was a sickness and it was a hospital. So uh, alcoholics, drug addicts, mentally ill, widowers, um, women going through <laughs> menopause, uh, the superstitious, <laughs> laziness, asthma. I would totally be there. Uh, deranged masturbation. Uh, parents, okay. if their parents were cousins. Uh, imaginary female trouble. Uh, fell what from a that? horse. I don't know. It's like, oh, my girlfriend dumped me. Dave, you don't have a girlfriend. You're lying. <laughs> We're going to lock you up. <laughs> like, no, she's long distance. <laughs> We're pen pals. <laughs> Um, and if you fell from a horse in war, y'all better, y'all better mount your asses on a horse. (laughs) You're going to go to the lunatic asylum. There were so many other reasons, but I just, I couldn't bear to list that long list, but you get the idea. It's ridiculous. Um, also, families even some families even got paid to drop off their loved ones here. Yeah, it's just basically I would drop people... off my loved ones. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Trade in your kid for for seventy bucks. <laughs> A lot of money back then. I don't know. Um. So yeah, pe- people were just like dropping them off. Um. What the heck? I don't. Why know. were you getting paid? That's weird. I guess. 
my guess so like i mean obviously people who were going there were people who were not typically like i don't want to say normal but different right. to society right. um but my guess for people for families getting paid is maybe like the medical experience or aspect of it or uh experiments sorry medical experiments maybe i don't know that would make sense yeah that's the only thing i reason why i would think that you would get paid for it because that's just stupid imagine a woman problems see you charlotte (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) so eventually in the 1950s the place got so i said originally it was built for 250 patients it got super overcrowded in the 1950s and the numbers oh each room had like four to five patients which was only meant for like one patient per room wow um sounds like our prisons yeah yeah and at its peak it totaled to 2400 patients total oh my gosh um so it was overrun with disease unsanitary living conditions it was dark bad um bad heating and insufficient furniture many patients were found sleeping on the cold hard floor um, and they didn't have enough staff for the people either so yeah um they were just kind of left on their own oh. Um, for the patients beyond control, maybe, I don't know, the deranged bad patients or like just people who are just crazy from all the stuff that was going on there. Um, they would lock them in cages in open spaces to kind of like free up rooms for other people and just like lean in like an open area in a cage. No, I don't like that. They also performed electroshock therapy, um, on lots of patients another fun treatment that was pretty popular this at this time was the famous lobotomy um a doctor walter freeman would perform them and on the show that i watched they said that he would come once a week to perform 100 lobotomies every week um so, yeah, a lot. Um, and he actually uh-huh. started the this method called the ice pick method. And no, he did not. So a lobotomy is where they put, like, this pick into your eye socket. And they hammer it down with, like, a mallet and goes through, like, connective tissue. And, like, they swish it around in your frontal lobe because they think that it's going to make you not crazy and normal. Um, no, nope. And I'm those out. were Sorry. all performed without I'm anesthesia. Out. Have you ever seen Nurse Ratchet? Ratchet? No. It's so good. It's so good. They do it in that show a ton. Um, it's really good. It's on Netflix. Um, nope, nope, nope. But anyway, like a- around 4,000 of these were performed. Oh um, this not only killed many of them but it left perfectly healthy patients with permanent brain damage um so it didn't always kill people like it it wasn't i feel like it's more common to to just do the brain for the brain damage over to kill people but like still like that's it's clearly not working but they just saw that the patients were brain damaged and not like acting out so like they were just calm i guess i don't know so they're like, oh, we fixed them. We're just we're just gonna stir at a wall for 
65 hours instead of be our normal selves because we're brain damaged um that's so sad yeah due to lack of staff there wasn't much administrative work that was done and so they weren't like keeping track of how many people that were dying so like the death records were like all incomplete yeah Um, but between like the reported suicides murders and illnesses or deaths from illnesses and whatnot um it's guesstimated that like between four to five hundred people actually died oh my gosh Um, another site said two thousand but i feel like the four to five hundred is more believable so yeah um in 1986 after obviously many reports and like people would go there and like ed, like newspaper or uh magazines would go there and like investigate um but after many reports of this not being a livable environment the governor governor announced plans to build a new psychiatric facility elsewhere finally closing its doors in 1994. 1994 yeah i mean well they took a while to get all the patients out of there they've got to rehome everybody so um it remained vacant for many years following until in 2007 uh joe jordan and somewhere in between there there was also some museums put in there too like for just like the things that were already in there um but that was like on the main floor but that got shut down due to like uh some kind of violation but um, in 2007, a Joe Jordan purchased the hospital in an auction for $1.5 million. Um, and he planned to restore and renovate it. And he, he wanted to make it like a historic and paranormal tours area and okay. use the money for that to pay for all the renovations and whatnot. So, right. Um, that's the history. So that already was- scared me already. <laughs> I know. What the heck? It's pretty dark. Yeah. Um, so there's that it's goes back so far that, and with all the not paperwork and administrative work, they don't know how all people died and whatnot exactly. Right. But there were a couple that they had, that I had read about. Oh, and a random fact, uh, Charles Manson was there actually. That makes Charles, a lot of sense. Serial killer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he's a serial killer, right? Well, technically he didn't call anybody was he in a yeah. cult yeah he, okay. he ran a cult which had people killed okay yeah 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 so yeah he, he he didn't well that makes sense why he's there <laughs> he yeah. deserved to be there yeah, um so charles manson was there um so many violent deaths occurred here as you already know um murders by fellow patients death by medical procedures um and also disease so like i said i don't have exactly how people died right but uh as far as paranormal experiences go we're just going to dive into them uh okay. so i said it. that a patient named jacob ayers um who was a patient there back in 1892 um he was there for being an alcoholic and a delusional um, and he thought everybody was hiding his beer from him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's been known to like linger the hallways and, uh, people say he's still looking for his beer. <laughs> oh, I thought that God. was funny. Yeah. It's a guy of beer, damn it. It's a guy of beer. <laughs> um, there's another patient named, this one's sad, named Lily. Um, she was a little girl who was dropped off here after her parents there's two reasons of like stories of why she was here. Um, 
one of them was that her parents died um, during the Civil War and uh. <laughs> Leon passing. Um, another story says that her mother was actually a patient there and Lily oh. was born into the hospital and oh, her mother committed honey. suicide. So Lily pretty much lived her life there. Um, oh. But unfortunately, it wasn't a long life. She died at nine from pneumonia. People who visit her playroom have heard cries and laughter. Um, oh, but also, I like the laughter, not the cries. Yeah, That's right. Um, she's <laughs> also been suspected to be pretty playful and mis- mischievous. Um, she's been known to throw toys and playing with the music box and whispering in people's ears. The whisper. We don't. We don't have to do the whispering. And kind That's- of like following people around. Which, um, like they're like they're playing with, like she's playing with them, yeah. And and I watched Ghost Hunters today on this, and um, there was an instance where they heard a kid's voice, and the two guys were in a room, and you heard it in the room. It wasn't just like on the recording; they weren't doing an EVP or anything, but you heard it like through the mics or through the camera, and you oh hear gosh. like a little kid, like a little kid laugh or voice or something, and they. They described it as not being next to them or in front of them, but it was in between them. They were maybe like four feet apart and it was in between them. Yeah. They were like, it gave us chills. It was so freaky. It was cool though. She's like, hey guys. Yeah. I I wonder, I wonder if it was her. Um, There's another patient who was named Ruth. Uh, She's said to wander the first floor of the building. Apparently, she hated men and used to throw things at them. Same. Um, (laughs) Understandable. Apparently, she's pushed people against walls and whistles. Um, Pushed people up against walls? Yeah. Not cool, Ruth. Not cool. She's like, are you a man? Oh, you're a woman. Sorry. Sorry. So so, so sorry. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Also, a black mass or apparition uh, has been seen a lot. They call it the creeper, and it's said to crawl um, on the floor. Nope. Yep. You're welcome. Like army crawling? (laughs) Uh, a tour guide had talked about feeling something pulling her shirt at one point, and then the next thing, she was being dragged across the floor, like, into another room, and another tour guide was there, too, and she saw it all, and she, like, jumped on her, and, like, ha- she couldn't, she tried to pull her back, and she couldn't, so she had to, like, jump on her to stop it. What the heck? Yeah, I know. I was like, and she still works there. What? The- it's like, it's just a normal Saturday. Fine. Whatever. It's fine. She's no like, I don't way. think they wanted me in there. And like, really? Really? No. You don't, you don't they- say? Yeah, I don't think, no. Uh, oh my gosh. On Ghost Hunters, they saw, I figure, what looked like, they said, they described it as, it looked like it was in a white coat, so probably like a spirit of a doctor um crouching down and then like running and leaving the room unfortunately they didn't catch on camera so i kind of wonder what he was doing like i don't know but they um it was weird because they both saw it both of the guys saw it like the same time they're like did you see that and they like chased after it but they couldn't get to it find him yeah, obviously lots of EVPs have been caught here. Um, voices have been heard, children, adults, 
low, deep, manly, creepy voices saying nope. get out or go home were caught on the show. Um, screams, moans, uh, breathing. Like on, on one of the EVPs, they caught one going like right into the mic. <laughs> it was weird. It's like, <laughs> oh, just get out of here. Go away. You guys are so annoying. Oh. <laughs> also uh, laughing. And one of the things described it at <laughs> Leon. Your mic's going to be going. <laughs> Gee, I wonder how my mic got all that cat hair on it. <laughs> oh, now he's making biscuits on my chest. Oh, I used to love when my cat did that. Oh. Also, uh, laughing, uh, squeaky wheels of like gurneys. I, well, I yeah. assume gurneys. Um, hearing footsteps disembodied cries in specific rooms um apparitions oh, of patients nurses doctors roaming the halls shadowy figures orbs um strange strange unexplained noises slamming doors and being touched and scratched oh yeah. scratched yeah why do you that's like the worst thing that could probably happen me. to you here right I feel like, oh, that's like the worst thing that could happen to you and that girl was dragged. <laughs> it's like the second worst thing that could happen to you here. Second worst, yeah. It's not that bad. I really <laughs> want to go here. Um, this is this is like really high up on my list now, just so you know. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so as of today in 19, well, not today, but you know, uh, yeah, in 1990, the asylum was designated as a historic landmark. So, you know, it's protected. Yeah. Uh, the main building of the asylum has several rooms that serve as a museum on the first floor and on the, in the museum, they have like paintings, poems, and drawings that were made by patients. That's cool. Yeah. And they have a room that's dedicated to different medical treatments and restraints that were used in the past. So like the electric oh. shock therapy and gurneys yeah. and whatever. And artifacts su- such as like hydrotherapy tubs and straight jackets. I want to know what hydrotherapy is. Uh, are they drowning them? No. Well, in, in Nurse Ratchet, I know they would put them in a tub and then, like, they would, like, put, like, a cover over it to where only your head could just stick out of the hole. And then they would turn the water really hot. And I don't know if that's the same thing. But I know in one of the episodes, they turned the water so hot. And they, fuss- they like, forced them to stay in the water. It was, like, boiling. And they forced them to be in there for, like, hours. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, they were, like, passed out by the time they got them out. Yeah. Why is that worse than drowning? Right. Let, let me look up what hydrotherapy is real quick. Exposing patients to baths or showers of warm water for an extended period of time often had a calming effect on them. Okay, so oh. that was probably just a messed up thing they did in the show and turned up the temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just supposed to be like a, a spa day. Um, like a hot tub <laughs> right yeah so it's really cool to it sounds like it's really cool to go there um they have obviously historic and paranormal tours um yeah. and on the tours the tour guides actually dress like nurses um from like the 19th century so they have like the blue dresses with the white aprons and the yeah. caps and everything and the white shoes that's uh, cool yes and i oh, i still want to go here okay let's go right now 
Right. So you can go on the paranormal tours during the day, but you they also have night ones. Um, and you can even want, go on I like a private to tour. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to go on a night one so bad. No. Why? What's, what's the fun in that? You There's not even any fun. Like I would want to go at nighttime. That's when all the shit goes down. Yeah, That's exactly. when your There's eyes are playing tricks on you and you're just like, was that me just looking at somewhere too long or is that a shadow? I don't know. We'll I don't never know. know because we're not going to go during night. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> it's uh, investigated by multiple paranormal groups and has been on TV, tons yeah. of tons of different shows. And maybe one day it will be explored by Bree and Amy. What's with the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? What, do, what do, do, do. is with that the was, neighbors? That was a good one. Yeah, I, yeah. I had so much fun like, at the episode. I was like, ah. This, that was fun. Cool. Yeah. That was the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum Lunatic in Asylum. Weston, West Virginia. Yes. Weston, West Virginia. Correct. Okay. Thank you for sharing You're that. You're welcome. We'll have to, uh, when we go on tour next year, right. we'll have to. Goals. We'll have to go there. Yeah. Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. We got to manifest it into reality yeah oh it's a reality already it's a reality reality it's a reality i don't know you want to hear a cleansing palette neighborhood story god do i yep let's hear it i hope i we haven't said this one yet sounds familiar but i don't know if it's because i've read it multiple times so this is from next door app sliced bread in my pool For months, I've been finding cut slices of bread and hot dog chunks in my pool. That's (laughs) disgusting. I called the police thinking it was a neighbor throwing things into my yard. I installed a ring camera to see if I could catch someone someone or see anything. I spent $110 fixing a strange clot in my pool pump. That That would make me mad. Yeah. Well, this morning, three crows with slices of bread in their mouths were in my backyard having breakfast. (laughs) The crust has been cut off the slices. Interesting. If you are feeding the birds whole slices of bread, please stop. (laughs) Give them breadcrumbs if you must. This has been going on for a while and I can't ask the birds to stop. I know it seems petty, but this is actually becoming a problem. I can't believe it's been birds this whole time. Anyway, please stop feeding them entire pieces of bread. They end up in people's pools. Thank you. <laughs> that was awesome. There was another bird and bread one, but that wasn't yeah. the same one. That's. <laughs> I would be mad too. That's yeah, expensive. Would... That is. <laughs> Damn. Where is this bread coming from? The bread is going to get all soggy. It's going to make the pool all messy. Oh, yep. Ew. Gross. Leon. Do you want to do the sign off? Um, Yeah. So you can find us on all streaming platforms. uh, uh, Spotify, Apple, Tunes, Chrome, Chrome. Anyways, on iTunes, can you leave us a review, please? Oh, and um, on Spotify now. Sorry. Oh, really? Review us on Spotify as well. Ooh, so review us on Spotify and on iTunes, and um, 
You can like us and follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, iTunes, uh, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram at WWTN Podcast. And um, on our website, it's uh, what's with the neighbors.com. Um, there you can find our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash patreon.com. Forward slash WWTN Podcast. Yes, what did I say? <laughs> forward slash patreon.com. <laughs> and Leon, <there>, newbie. <laughs> there you can um, d- uh, be a Patreon donor, which is uh, 3 or $5 a month. Um, $5 gets you unedited video episodes and um three dollars you get exclusive content so uh you can go ahead and do that and um yeah it's it's pretty cool it's it's right on so um anyways have you uh did i cover all of that no it's okay oh did oh slide into our dms too you guys yeah just go ahead and slide on in there (laughs) wwtn podcast at (laughs) gmail.com it's okay they know they know. Have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? <laughs> Ray and Amy out. What's with the neighbors? Isn't he so precious? He is. I love Leon, him. Say bye to Bree. Open your eyes and say bye to Bree. Stop it, Amy. He's okay. Leon! There he is. Like, Damn it, Mom. <laughs> I love you, Leon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Don't fight me.